listening to the Bark for Youth podcast series. Hello, I'm Jess and this is the Bark for Youth advisory group podcast series and I'm here at the Whitnoval, the home of the doggies in the AFLW change rooms. Um, I'm here with Claire, Vanny, Hannah, Kayla, Felicia and Fudzi and today we'll be tackling some stereotypes and stigmas we view within our lives and within the local community. Yeah. Um, here in this room we have a wide like range of, of ages, well, we're all young people but we have different backgrounds like I know Fudzi, you're from Africa. I'm half South African. We have Indian backgrounds. We have we have a lot just in this um, room alone. So that's mm. that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, we all participated in the Western uh, Bulldogs Youth Leadership Pro- Program, and we all have made or are in the making of our projects. So yeah. this is going to be sort of talking about that. Yeah. So Bunny, your project was surrounding gender stereotypes. Yep. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? I think uh, I chose gender stereotypes just because it was a sort of thing which had impacted me a lot throughout my life. Um, It was something which I thought, you know, if I could target people even younger than me and try and educate them about um, what gender stereotypes are and how they can affect them, then maybe I can, even if it was just a small change, make a difference in at least one person's life and help them feel a bit more comfortable with themselves and, you know, know that they don't have to fit into stereotypes. That's probably, yeah, that's why I chose it. That's awesome. Have you... Um, what are your plans for your your project, social impact project? Um, it's in the making, but yeah. right now I'm thinking of uh, selling a product more specifically. This is really weird, but I really like making beeswax wraps. <laughs> um, so I wanted to design um, sort of like quotes and logos uh, based around debunking gender stereotypes and then awesome. put them onto beeswax wraps so yeah. people are reminded mm-hmm. them of them every day. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. That's awesome. Um Kayla, yours was focused on invisible disabilities. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Uh, yeah. So the issue was just generally about the stigmas that surround what you cannot see, so to speak, because it was a bit of a personal issue for me. But I guess there's a common viewpoint and it's not just for invisible disabilities. Like it surrounds a lot of things. But if you can't see something like obviously then a lot of people tend to think it isn't real or it isn't as important because it's not in plain sight. Like it's a random analogy, but if you hear hoof prints behind you, you would typically think it's a horse because that's the common or obvious answer. But in some cases it could be a zebra, even though that's fairly (laughs) unnatural. (laughs) But I think it was focused around inclusion specifically in schools because I think that's a huge environment where the issue stems around. But I think... The main point was that if you want to include someone, the first part of it is just basically accepting them. Yeah. Because yeah, they is it's not the greatest um like degree of acceptance with kids with invisible disabilities. Yeah. Because a lot of kids don't really understand it or what is going on behind the obvious sort yeah. of thing. Mm. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. Do you have um some like examples of invisible disabilities? Uh, well, I suffer from Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder, which basically I don't have a lot of collagen in my body, so I dislocate my joints left, right and centre. Yep. So like, <laughs> I turn the page of a book and my thumb will pop out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Does it hurt? You get used to it. <laughs> but I think growing up, it was because you don't, like you can't physically see someone dislocate something. 
And because even when we were young, because it's a family thing, uh, we were told from a young age that it was all in our head or that we were making it up for attention because it, the illness itself wasn't really spoken about or commonly dealt with. Yep. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what's your um what's your social impact project? Mine was about schools and I made a professional development PowerPoint that was sent out to a few schools within the Kilo in a West region. Yeah. And it was just focusing about how staff and school faculty can better include kids with disabilities and make sure they are aware of certain things that are going on behind the scenes within their students' lives. Yeah, that's mm. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh Fuzzy, your you had a big focus on racial inclusion and yeah. stereotypes. Do you yeah. want to tell, tell the audience a bit about your, your social impact project? And uh, yeah, so my social impact project is about uh, racism and racial discrimination and uh, racial stereotypes in school. And uh, this is really important to me because I have many friends who speak on this topic uh, and um, – I experience it as well, but I don't experience it as much because I, I find a way to kind of shut it down in the people yeah. around me. So, but most of the time, like the friends that, that I have that experience it, um, experience it with their friends, their teachers, like the school in general. And it's really sad to see because I think, you know, racism is kind of confusing to, to me because we're all just people at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I think we're all, we're all just trying to live life, and I think we're, then nothing sets us apart um, besides the way we look. Yeah, definitely. So um, that's why, you know, this is really a big uh, topic for me because you know uh, it's it's a really painful thing to to see. Uh, you know, I I've heard some like hurtful things, and the you know the stereotypes and stigma like around uh, racial discrimination. And um, yeah, but uh, my topic is mainly on uh, African Australian youth because I mm-hmm. I'm an African Australian adolescent girl. Yeah. So um, it was really this is a really important uh, topic for me. Um, my project is to make more culture days in school. Yes. Yeah. And I got this because my friend had a culture day and we talked about it and she was like, yeah, it was okay. Like people just kind of like some people came in their culture. Some people just came in casual clothes. And then, you know, we just kind of like everyone just kind of sat around and we just kind of like chilled and, you know, nothing really happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, that, the culture day could be amazing if, you know, people could put in effort and, you know, it was, if it, it was, it was, if it was like able to be, enhanced and actual people could yeah. celebrate their cultures because you know people have interesting cultures you know I I, I have a lot of things I can bring to the table with my culture <laughs> do you want to tell us a bit about your your family background and all the strong people in your family yeah so um I'm my mom's from Zimbabwe and my dad is Sassanese and um I'm very tall i'm really tall for my age i'm 13 and uh you know it's really interesting to see because um you know i i like to play basketball Mm -hmm. and you know that's actually another stereotype where a lot of people assume that i play a sport because i'm tall and i do play basketball but i don't i don't really like it when people were like you know you should play basketball because i'm like (laughs) you know yeah yeah yeah, okay but um and you know uh i love I love my culture. I love where I come from. We have uh, a, like a diverse different foods and, um, you know, it's really good to see. Uh, I go to Zimbabwe every once every year, but COVID has kind of stopped that. Yeah. And um, it's really good. I, I love going to Zimbabwe. And, yeah, I'm really in touch with who I, uh, where I come from because it's something that gives me strength. Yeah. So that's why I chose this youth. 
uh, uh, this this project. So within your uh, culture days at schools, I'm guessing, mm. um, what sort of activities and things do you want to happen during the day? Yeah, I want uh, people to bring uh, their culture to the table. So I've, you know, I almost divided up to like different parts of a culture so we have cultural music we have food yeah we have clothes and then um we have languages and um those were just like just four random things that i yeah. just chose out but i think it'd be cool if we had kind of like workshops on you know music and food and i know you know many cultures like have amazing food like many indian i love indian food mm. i love south african food yeah. i love Zimbabwean food i love food from everywhere <laughs> so <laughs> so you know it's good to like i i, I think food is the biggest one because everyone likes to eat yeah so <laughs> so you know food would be cool music's cool too because you know i like i i'm a music person i love to listen to music yeah um i like Af- afro beats um and I listen to a lot of different types of music, so it would be good to for people to bring their music to the table. So I think this is uh that's this is what I want to see because you know it'll help to dis- decrease you know racism in schools mm-hmm. because for young people, young people of color, racism is a big thing and it affects yeah. us more than what is seen to the eye. And sometimes it's really hard to find people to go to the to to help us because our parents kind of you know a lot of. Uh, people of color in Australia, young people of color, their parents are immigrants. So then you go to your immigrant parents and you're just like, you know, this is what I'm experiencing. And they're like, you've got to push on. We don't have money. Yeah. You know, this is this is all we have. And, you know, I'm sorry I can't help you, but, you know, you, you just have to keep going to school and just, you know, put your hand down and just experience it. And honestly, that's not what anyone wants to hear if you're going through an issue. So I would love to help young people, you know, and up young people to realize that, you know, racism is not okay. And there's ways to deal with it and the ways to fix it. And I think uh, that's what my project is all about. Yeah, that's really incredible. I I think that would be such an easy thing to implement implement into like Victorian schools. Yeah, you could easily have a day or a week or just Mm. even an activity on a lunchtime or whatever. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing. Thank you. Um, Felicia, your project was about the representation of individuals who are a part of the LGBTQIA plus group. Do you yeah. want to tell us a bit about that and your experience? And Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I chose to do my project on the LGBT community because it is a community I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And around the time when we started to make the project within the youth leadership program is around about the time I came out to my family. Mm -hmm. And so it was a topic that I could be really passionate about openly and be able to discuss Mm -hmm. it with my family. And I I got lucky. I have a family that is very supportive of me and is willing to learn and respect of all these new like sexualities and genders that are coming around. But I I had to step back and realize not everyone is this lucky and not everyone is this educated on parts of the community that kind of are more underground or don't get talked about because they're very new and like seen as unnatural, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, I was just super passionate about bringing more education towards them. And, you know, even like the basic ones that people may not know much about, the like pansexual, bisexual, what, what does it mean to be transgender, dead names within mm-hmm. the community. And yeah, it was just something I've always been passionate about, but then I could be passionate about it openly within yeah. my family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think um, nowadays it's a much more sort of known topic, especially yeah. compared to back in the day. People are a yeah. lot more accepting of it and more open 
with it and it's becoming much more known within the community and yeah. I think I think that's an incredible topic because I know I've seen countless times where people are saying things they probably shouldn't say about <laughs> about people who are part of this community and um, yeah I'm sure we've all we've all seen or heard some sort of stigmas yeah. or stereotypes or discrimination towards towards those type of people so yeah yeah. I think that's that's awesome. Oh, can I ask Felicia a question? Yeah, go for it. So, um, what's like? Uh, so, what was your project? Um, so it was called the Queer Space, and it was just a Instagram to promote all these different terms. And mm. I think I had the plan to create a podcast and to talk about queer news, what's happening, what issues might be happening. I never got around to it because money and materials. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, it was. I made a few videos on the Instagram page talking about um, certain bills that would be passed in New South Wales. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was just an Instagram to promote and represent the community. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And that's also a safe space for other people to come and talk to you about their, yeah. what they're going through, especially with like opening up and coming out to their families, et cetera. Yeah. I'm sure that's it's a great space for them. Um, Hannah, you've been involved with a lot of us, well, all of us in our <laughs> projects. Do you have any advice for people who are wanting to join? Um, I think that um, with these projects, um, what I really like to do is not have um, a set amount of topics that, you know, you as young people in the program have to address. It's, yeah. These projects won't go anywhere if it's something that you're not passionate about so um, a big part of my job is not to like tell you how to do a project but to yeah. actually support you in doing that yeah um, and to know that you have our support um, not just myself but the Western Bulldogs Community Foundation but also all the partnered organizations that we work with as well mm. to actually help you get this up and running um, mm. so I think the part that I enjoy the most is actually hearing like these projects are incredible um, that you yeah. hear today, but yeah, throughout the whole, you know, a hundred participants every year yeah. Yeah. do these projects. Um, and I guess for me, um, as long as I can be there to support, then really you, you all take it away um, and yeah. do some things that I could never do. So uh, I don't want to be there as the facilitator to tell you what to do, but just to help you um, and support you in, in getting these up and running. Because as you can hear today, none of you need my help um, <laughs> when it comes to what to do, but potentially uh, maybe resources or other things yeah. that I can help. I always try and be there for that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think a big part of these projects is for you to be passionate about it, which, as you can hear, everyone is really passionate yeah. and that's what's yeah. going to drive that in the end. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Claire, you and I um, actually worked together on our projects last year. Yep. And um, that was surrounding stereotypes between private and public schools. I'm personally at a at a private school in Ballarat and yeah. Claire, you're at a public school. So, yeah. do you want to tell the audience a bit about our our final project so uh you know final project was to design a mural um like a poster mural um thing to basically get schools to understand that you know whether private or public we're still in this together we still want to be a part of it um together and not just within sports in general as well because mm -hmm. you know we've noticed that a lot of schools have begun to kind of go off their separate ways. They've kind of yeah. decided to do their own thing. And that means a lot of um, 
I guess, kind of segregation against mm. um, people who go to private and public schools yeah. and they don't get to, you know, do these things together. So by creating this mural, essentially, we wanted to get the message across that, you know, like I said, we're all in this together. We're not We're not alone, you know. We're one. We're one. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of like um, Fuzzy, Fuzzy said, we're all – we're all people. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a bit confused by the whole discrimination thing as well because <laughs> we're all the same, no matter yeah. how much you know money your family earns, what what your background is, what age you are. We're all humans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Growing up, definitely, my parents taught me. You know, no matter who your friends with, no matter who your who your family is, you know, you've got to respect them because you know they. You don't know where they've grown up. You don't yeah. know where they've been. You've you don't just know their got backstory. A, you don't know their backstory. You, all, for all you know, they could they could be homeless. They could be rich. They you don't know. Yeah. You just yeah. respect them. You yeah. just respect them because they are human at the end of the yeah. day, and they deserve to have respect. And I know when I was like introducing myself to you and and the rest of our group, I the first thing I said I was like, oh, I'm I'm Jess, but I'm not. I'm not a typical private school girl. I'm not. I'm yeah. not rich. I'm not snobby. I'm not posh. I'm not all that. And I know you, you said the same about about being at a public school. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting how yeah. how even though we go to schools and we're in the system and everything, but we still look out at the other schools and their stereotypes and everything is still so real. Even though yeah. when you actually go into the school, it's it's often nothing like that at all. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jess? Yeah, okay. Um, do you think that your project was able to help the division between, you know, public schools and um, private schools? Because I go to a Catholic school, which is kind of like a private school. But, um, you know, I often see, and I, I actually hear, you know, with my friends, they'll be like, oh, you know, those kids that go to that school, they're like this and they're like that. And, you yeah. know, they might not learn as good as the kids that go, like, tier. And I'm like, well, no. That's not you really know. true. And um, actually... <laughs> I actually want to go to um, Melbourne School of Girls and I've heard it's like one of the best schools in Victoria. And, um, you know, it's really interesting to see because, you know, public schools, private schools, we all just go to school yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> to learn. And, um, yeah, so uh, what do you think? I think our project was more like awareness-based. So mm, we, yeah. had a, um, we had a silhouette of like, what was it, a photo of us? Yeah. Of our, like our sort of us like all around each other. And um, it had the school names, all the school names, their colours at the bottom and then a big, like, colourful we are one at the top, sort of yeah. just showing everyone that no matter where you went to school or who you were a part of or anything, we are all one. We're all part of the human race. We're all, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter if you're male or female or part of the LGBTQAI plus community or you've got a different background or you have invisible yeah. disabilities. It, it doesn't matter. We're all human. And I think yeah. it's it goes back to how you're brought up as well that plays yeah. a big part in it but awareness is a big thing I think within our our community I think you can yeah. all agree yeah with that yeah. one yeah I definitely agree with that and you know like a whole idea like you said Jess was just to get the message that you know we're human at the end of the day yep. everyone yeah. no matter your gender sexuality race color you know we're just human yeah, central commonality we all seem to forget sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're having an incredible day. Um, thank you to the panel, Claire, Bunny, Hannah, 
Felicia, Fuzzy and Kayla. And um, yeah, we've just heard about us tackling the issues within our uh, community surrounding stereotypes and stigmas. Mm. Thanks. Connecting with our communities, live from Wynn Overland, Melbourne, you're listening to the Bark for Youth podcast series.